It's three o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet, pillowy dough. And get this. All of My Mochi's fabulous flavors, like strawberry, mango, double chocolate, and cookies and cream, are only around 80 calories per piece. Talk about a guilt-free, indulgent experience. Each box of My Mochi ice cream has six perfectly portioned, gluten-free mochis that are great for grab-and-go. So feel good while curbing your afternoon cravings, or the midnight munchies, yeah, You know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. From CBS News, this is The Takeout with Major Garrett. Welcome back. This is your Tuesday Takeout Outtake Especial. Our special guest, Natasha Cloud, starting point guard for the Washington Mystics and the WNBA playoff bound Washington Mystics I think we should say they've moved uh, and they moved into 2018 from the downtown arena arena I can't remember what it was called then it's called Capital One Arena now that's irrelevant they're down here in Anacostia across the Anacostia River and that's an important move for the team it's been an important move in your life it sensitized you and made you more aware of a community that you are embracing and getting closer to um other than the issue that we spent a lot of time talking about in the main program, uh, gun violence and, his, and its effects on small children here in Anacostia, anything else you've discovered? Anything that's cool about this place that you got a vibe on? I love Southeast D.C. Uh, like I had mentioned in our, our previous, uh, you know, it's just got so much culture here and history and it's just good vibes. Um, I really love being in this community. Uh, we live right down the street from uh, the Nat Stadium, which is nice when you're talking about being able to walk to and from different places. Uh, but it, it really is such a special place. And we do, uh, we call this kind of the fun and game segment, not as much um, heavy politics and policy. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things that makes it the fun and game part of the program that also helps our audience get to know who our guest is, is we have three questions we ask every guest. Okay. So in no particular order, you can take these in any order you want. Um, most influential book in your life, uh, all-time favorite movie, or one of your favorite movies. And if you're on a one of those long flights or long drives um, <laughs> in coach, we're going to work on that. Hopefully, <laughs> hear that WNBA. Um, what kind of music, artist, or genre are you most likely to listen to? Yeah, uh, I think most most influential book. Uh, my freshman year, going in, well, going into my freshman year at Cornell Harris uh, in Springfield, PA, we had to re- read The Alchemist, and that's a really tough book to read at 14, 15 years old. But um, when you're talking about just kind of spiritually finding myself and finding myself in uh, my Catholic religion, um, it, it was huge. Um, What's it about? It's about a man that goes through trials and tribulations and, you know, just a really, like, spiritual book. Uh, it was great for me. Um, it might not be the same for other people. Right. I've, Alchemy I've had is, is t- changing a base metal into gold. Or yeah. Something. And, you know, I, I've had my mom read it, and she's like, mm, this isn't for me. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to get my fiancé to read it now, uh, so we'll see what she says. Uh, but it, it really is. It, it was a huge book for me. Fantastic. Movie? Movie. I, I love movies. Okay. Um, if I could do anything on an off day, it's just sit and watch movies. Um, my favorite one. I'm a big like Disney Channel kid, so I'm yeah. gonna stick with the classic of The Lion King. 
What could be wrong with the Lion King? I still cry when Mufasa dies. <laughs> I think we all do a little bit. Uh, and have you seen the live-action version? I have not seen the okay. live-action. So that's but on your to-do list, probably post-playoffs, I'm guessing. Absolutely, yeah. after we win the championship. There you obviously. go, after we win the championship. And music? Um, I'm all over with my music. Um, my favorite genre is definitely R&B, like old-school R&B. Um, but I listen to everything, uh, whether it's rock, R&B, rap, country. Um, I'm really just all over the place. I love music, um, so, um, you know, it's just all good vibes. It kind of depends on what mood I'm into. Of course, of course. Um, and as a pro athlete uh, in a profession, basketball, women's basketball, what do you see as the future for the WNBA? Do you th- see it getting ever brighter do you see audience and fan reaction building? Where do you think the league is and where do you think it's heading? Um, I think our league is the strongest female league in, in our country. Um, we're progressing, um, but I would like to see our league be able to stand on its own without the NBA. I would like to be able to stay here um, the t- entire 12 months out of the year instead of, right. you know, just You made, the, you made a reference to that a couple of times, playing overseas. Walk me through that. What is that, what is that all about? So uh, for the three or four months of the summer, we play here in the WNBA, and then for the rest of the offseason, we go overseas to play because that's where we make majority of our money. I mean, when you're talking about my salary almost being doubled overseas, uh, you know, I have to go. Um, unfortunately, that means you're away from your family and your friends and your loved ones for six months. And, and you're away from this community. Away from this community, and it's wear and tear in our bodies that we're playing, you know, year-round. Um, and is that, un- is, that, is that implied in the WNBA contract that you will do this, or do you do that separately, separately. From, from your life in the WNBA? Separately. So, um, you know, hopefully we can get our league to where we don't need to do that, but right now, in order to be financially stable and, and provide for ours, we have to. So... Uh, to, I think, explain this to the audience, uh, if your salary levels were higher in the WNBA, yes. you could not, you could forego the overseas playing. Absolutely. But because I presume, I don't know this, the salaries are capped or there's a certain equation. Yeah, we, we have a salary cap as okay. a team. Um, Above know, which they cannot go. The, the and then to fill in the, the rest for your life, you need to go overseas. Yeah, the highest paid player is uh, 117000 um, when you're talking about our counterparts, we're not asking for millions of dollars. Right. I think that's that what everyone's rounding error in the NBA about. contract. I'm just asking for enough money to be able to sustain us. So the amount of money combined with what I make overseas and what I make in the WNBA, why can't I just make it here? Mm-hmm. Um, if we invest into our league, there will be an outcome um, that plays in our favor. Um, and I think we're seeing it just with CBS picking us up for more games on, t- on TV. Right. Um, what was know, that network again? CBS, you there heard we, it right. Yeah, there we go. Okay. <laughs> just, uh, just, just curious about this. There but, we go. Thank you. <laughs> Our viewership has gone up tremendously. Mm-hmm. Um, so when you're talking about betting on women and investing in us, there. And will the be college women. game is becoming attractive, not only as a television proposition, but in ticket sales. Absolutely. And they've one feeds into the other. Absolutely. Um, and there's a little bit of a disconnect between women's college basketball and the professional level. We're still trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's just all about progressing our league to where we can make this league the best league in the world. Before I let you go, uh, you said you love movies. When I have someone who is from a, a distinct walk of life, and movies are often made about that particular walk of life, lawyers, cops, uh, mm-hmm. military, intelligence people, I always ask them, in that realm, do you have a favorite movie? Do you have a favorite sports movie or a favorite basketball movie? My dad would say Rudy's his favorite. He loves. He literally cries every time he goes and walks on the field. So 
Uh, that's been played a lot in our household. Uh, but for me, uh, Glory Road um, it has been a huge movie for me because it not only you know follows obviously basketball and, and uh, uh, Texas's uh, men's team, but it also follows the racial um, problems that were happening back in the time that it was uh, taken in. Right, and that's the, uh, I believe it's West Texas State? El, El Paso, was it? Yeah. 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 yeah so. It became El Paso, right? It became UTEP, yes. Yeah. But they played Kentucky, I believe, for the national yes, championship. Yes, yes, yes. So. And it was uh, all segregated. Mm-hmm. And and he only played black players in the championship game right. to make a statement, which I thought was huge. That's the voice of Natasha Cloud. We've been at Bus Poison Poets here in Anacostia and having a fantastic time. Thanks for the time. Thanks for thank the conversation. You. No, it's been thank a real you. pleasure meeting you. Absolutely. We'll see you again next week, folks. Thanks. New episodes of The Takeout are available Friday mornings wherever you get your podcasts. The Takeout is produced by Arden Fari, Katiana Krachenko, and Jamie Benson. CBSN production by Alex Zuckerman and Eric Susanen. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Takeout Podcast. That's at Takeout Podcast. And for more, visit takeoutpodcast.com. The Takeout is a production of CBS News Radio. If you like the takeout, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. It was the biggest scandal in pop music. The stars of Milli Vanilli, the Grammy-winning multi-platinum R&B phenomenon, were exposed as frauds. But none of this was their idea. So whose idea was it? Enter German music producer Frank Varian. He saw the success of acts like Michael Jackson and Prince, and he wanted in, no matter the cost. So he devised the perfect pop heist. Two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? They couldn't sing. But Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's greatest controversies and takes a never-before-heard look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when the truth came out, Rob and Fab were the only ones who got burned. Looking back now, it's hard not to wonder, why did everyone blame them? and not the man pulling the strings. Follow Blame It on the Fame, Millie Vanilli, on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Some puzzles are hard to solve. Others are hard to prove. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan family killings, wherever you get your podcasts. Access episodes early and ad-free with 48 Hours Plus on Apple Podcasts.